can't wait for just the start of summer in general. It's early spring. Definitely starting to warm up a little bit here in southwest Louisiana. But we just had the Masters kind of come and go, and it was an entertaining one to say the least from what we saw with Tiger Woods for the first couple days. And then we have a thrilling finish with Scotty Scheffer holding off Rory McIlroy, who was a man on fire on the final day of the tournament. To talk about that and so much more, got to bring on good friend of the program, Cam Rogers, host of the Lock It In podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Cam, how you been, man? What's going on, CD? Great to be with you, sir. Major championship season is here. Another sign of warmer weather and summertime. It's it's so great to have that officially back and better than ever. And, you know, I was just blown away by so many things. I was impressed, number one, by Rory McIlroy. And we'll kind of start there. Rory, yep. for a good while in that tournament, looked bad. Where he, he At a certain point, I think on Friday, he was in danger of not even making the cut. And somehow, someway, he puts together an 8-under on his final day. And one of the most impressive shots out the bunker on the final hole definitely made that weekend a little bit more stressful for one Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this has been a pattern for Rory McIlroy for the last few majors. Slow start, barely making the cut, and then going ahead and making a charge on the weekend. Fired a 71 in round three and a 64 in round four. Certainly put a little bit of pressure on Scotty Scheffler, but Really, the fact that he four-putted 18, Scotty did, that's why you have that three-stroke margin at the end of the leaderboard and after it was all said and done. But really, Scotty Scheffler was comfortably ahead even after Rory McIlroy posted that final round number. And listen, like there's something going on with McIlroy as far as these early starts are concerned where he's just not starting right. Like He has no momentum whatsoever, and then he finds fire on the weekend and then he gets like a backdoor top 10 finish, but yet never really quote-unquote contends or certainly isn't in the lead on a Saturday or Sunday. And I think the Masters has that mental aspect as well. He's trying to chase that career grand slam, so he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. It has nothing to do with his game. His game is totally fine, and he's racking up top 10s left and right at the majors, but you have to go back to 2014 since the last time Rory McIlroy actually won a major championship, which is, Pretty wild to say. I was a sophomore in college to date myself. So, you know, he's going to have to figure out these slow starts if he actually wants to put another trophy on the mantle. It's been wild to see how quickly Rory McIlroy's kind of momentum has been stalled. And when you think about guys like Scheffler, the young pups, the guys that are kind of following the suit of what we've seen from a guy like, you know, Rory McIlroy, even Will Zalatoris, who you mentioned was a big part of last year's festivities, had a great performance this year tied for six but we'll, we'll kind of flip over we'll save scotty Scheffler and some of the other more notable names that were towards the top of the list for a little bit later i want to get to your guy tiger woods and he looked great in the first two rounds give him credit where credit is due he did a fantastic job of keeping himself above the cut line above the limit especially after you think about all that he's been through over the last year being able to play in the masters number one a feat in and of itself number two you make it to the Saturday and Sunday, just something happened along the way to where Tiger Woods, his final plus 13, not necessarily a great look for the big cat. It makes you wonder how much more 
does Tiger have left in the tank? Does he start considering that Father Time it could kind of pass him up before long? Yeah, first of all, I think perspective matters here. Forget the stats, forget the scores. This was a victory for Tiger Woods, at least in my opinion, the sheer fact that he showed up to Augusta National and completed 72 holes of golf on a very difficult-to-walk golf course is pretty remarkable, by the way, 14 months removed from nearly getting his leg amputated. So this was really just an important first step for Tiger. Yeah, he was talking about in his press conference, I think I can win the Masters and what have you, but nobody really thought in the back of their mind that he was actually going to win the Masters that particular week. I mean, there was so much going against him. And honestly, it'd be an insult to the rest of the PGA Tour and the talent pool that we have these days with McElroy and Scheffler and Cam Smith and Justin Thomas, right? They were just in too good of form to really not win or not be in contention as compared to Tiger Woods, who was coming in with zero form and unfortunately kind of a limp right now. And so he's dealing with that and what have you. But again, step back for a second. He made the cut. He beat out the following players, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, Xander Shoffley, Adam Scott. And I think he's going to take away a lot of positives from this week. I know Tiger is not a big moral victory guy, and that's not surprising considering how elite he is as an athlete. But, you know, he certainly in the back of his mind must be feeling somewhat positive getting out of this tournament without having to withdraw or anything like that. No real apparent setbacks or anything along those lines. And I'm sure he's still in a ice bath as we speak going back to Sunday, really, because that was a lot of walking, a lot of major championship golf for him. And then as far as the future is concerned, listen, it's really hard to say. I mean, he's 46 years old, right? And he, I think, got inspired by Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship at the age of 50, right? So there is still time for Tiger Woods to catch Jack Nicholas. Will it happen? I'm not entirely sure yet. We'll see how this year goes. This is going to be a big test for him for the future of his career, right? This particular year, how will he manage Southern Hills at the PGA Championship next month if he does, does play? Uh, the U.S. Open in June at Brookline, if he does play that, and, of course, the Open Championship there at St. Andrews, a tournament, a course that he has won at uh, two times in his career. He has confirmed he'll be there. So this is a very important test here for him uh, this major championship season. Talk right now with Cam Rogers, host of the Lock It In podcast as part of the Believe Podcast Network. And, of course, I think we need to flip it over to Scotty Scheffler. It's been the year of Scheffler, the former Texas Longhorn, has been just getting it done on all fronts. And it's been impressive to see just over the last few months, dating back to what happened with the, you know, the Phoenix Open, he wins that, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, then he winds up pulling out a fantastic performance with a 10-under, three-strokes victory over Rory McIlroy in the Masters Tournament. Didn't have to worry about a playoff like he did in the Phoenix Open, but his yep. first major championship at the very young age of 25, it feels like the sky's the limit for somebody like him. He could be one of those next big names in the world of golf. 100%. Scotty Scheffler, eight weeks ago, zero wins in 70 PGA Tour starts, $8.7 million in career earnings. Scotty Scheffler, as we speak today, four wins in 76 career PGA Tour starts, $17.6 million in career earnings, the number one player in the world, and a Masters champion. Pretty big stuff. Quite a revelation for him. We haven't seen a run like this 
four wins and six starts since Jason Day did it back in 2015, and he was the number one player in the world at the time. And listen, Scotty was showing signs even last year as far as being a big game hunter, right? Showing up at the major championships. He had three top tens in the four majors last year. He was in the finals for the WGC match play, which is a big time, uh, big time tournament on the PGA Tour. And so, you know, you started to understand that this guy can rise to the occasion, show up in the bright lights, and even in the face of adversity, not crumble at all. He can grind out. Uh, pretty well. And to have that major championship type of build, you need to have a balanced game. And that's what Scotty Scheffler has. If his iron game is off, he can save it with his short game. If his driver is off, he can save it, uh, save it with his putter, right? So, you know, he has yep. that ability to lean on those specific traits and obviously uh, go ahead and win tournaments, especially a major championship. So he is certainly the favorite for the PGA Championship next month. And Watch for this guy. He's going to get multiple green jackets, multiple major championships. And I can't wait to see what he does in the not-too-distant future. Scotty Sheffler is going to be a lot of fun to kind of see how he turns out. But a guy that I thought maybe could have been a lot better performance coming out of the Masters, Justin Thomas. Shane Lowry was a distant third from one Scotty Scheffler. Dustin Johnson. The list goes on and on. Of all the guys that felt like they could have had potential just weren't able to overcome the course. How surprised were you to see some of the names that kind of missed the cut? I think yeah, there was a handful of names that I was surprised at what I saw did yeah. not make the cut for the tournament, namely Sam Burns, a former LSU Tiger. You've got that. You've got Jordan Spieth. He didn't even make the cut. I was I was surprised with some of those names. Yeah, you know, Jordan Spieth was coming in with some pretty wonky form. He like was really good ball striking the tournament before but really bad with his putter historically. So you thought maybe the putter would come back to baseline and he'd play well at the Masters. That didn't work out. Spieth has a lot of swing mechanics mechanics to work out right now. He's spraying it off the tee, which is not going to be great at Augusta National if you're hitting it into the woods. And Brooks Kepka, that was a surprise to me. He was coming in with pretty decent form, has an amazing Masters resume, except for that miscut last year, and he was really like 65% healthy when he showed up to Augusta last year. So for Brooks to miss the cut, it was a little bit bizarre. I will say conditions were very difficult within the first two rounds. I don't know if you saw CD, but like the Georgia Pines were whipping because it was so windy in the first two rounds. And so for guys that are used to pretty scorable conditions at Augusta National, they had to sort of adapt and – kind of gauge what exactly their yardage is with like a pitching wedge or nine iron completely differently than typical scoring conditions at Augusta National. So for Brooks Kepka, he obviously was not able to adjust. That was pretty surprising to me. Sam Burns, I'll give him some credit here. You know, it was his first time at the Masters and having won three times in his career, which is pretty crazy, three wins and it's the first time at the Masters, but that's how the calendar sort of shook out on the PGA Tour, especially during the COVID year. But for Sam, you know, 75-74, not too bad. I think he's a guy that will compete at major championships going forward. So, you know, I think the biggest surprise to me is Brooks Kepka. Another name we didn't talk about, Bryson DeChambeau. It's now been reported that he is going to get surgery on that bruised wrist of his. So we'll see when he returns to the PGA Tour. But it was clear to me last week that he was not completely healthy at the Masters. Definitely didn't look like it at certain points, Cam. i got a couple more questions before I let you go. Talk right now. Cam Rogers, host of Lock It In, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And we brought up Phil Mickelson earlier. 
What do you think his future is in the PJ? Will he strictly stick with the Dubai tours to make a lot more money? Because obviously he's got a little bit of a addiction, if you will, and he's been having to deal with that. So I think it's safe to say, to me, he could be making a lot more money over with that Dubai Super PGA League they're trying to put together over there. Yeah, Phil Mickelson is a curious case right now. Needless to say, there were reports out there that Augusta National leadership gave him a wink-wink, nudge-nudge not to show up to the Masters. Head of Augusta, Frank Ridley, said that, uh, well, it was actually Phil who texted me and said I wasn't coming to the Masters. Who really knows? I think, honestly, he wanted to play. The guy just won a major championship a year ago. I think he would want to go for another one at the Masters. But it's very possible that his PR team, maybe even his wife, are very much in his ear right now saying, listen, you need to let the dust settle a little bit here and, you know, return to the PGA Tour at another point. Listen, he's got to defend his title next month at the PGA Championship, you would think, right? So we'll see about that. And then as far as the Saudi-backed golf league is concerned, it looks like it's a full go. Uh, Some new names are being thrown out there. Bubba Watson, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood have been linked to this golf tour. I really don't know if that's going to move the needle. Like Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Bubba Watson, these guys aren't exactly winning on the PGA Tour right now. So maybe they're just kind of cashing out instead. For Phil Mickelson, I still think he has an ability to win on the PGA Tour. But he has to, I would think, do some soul-searching here. And, of course, he has been the last few weeks as far as his recent comments are concerned, right, talking about the Saudi-backed golf league and talking about the Saudi government and essentially equating what the Saudi government does to its citizens to him wanting changes to the PGA Tour. It was not a good look whatsoever. And so he's probably going to have to get together with commissioner of the PGA Tour and sort of figure out, hey, listen, um, I apologize for what I said. I want to continue to stay on the tour and what have you. I don't see him going to this Super Golf League, but if he does, I mean, I would be stunned. I think the golf world would be stunned. I think Tiger Woods would be stunned to see that. So this is a big-time story to track here, and we have a month until the PGA Championship, so we may have our answer pretty darn soon about what he's going to do. All right, I got about 30 seconds left here, Cam, and I think we need to get your thoughts on this. I know it's about a month away, the PGA Championship. Who's the big front runner that I think people would love to throw down some money on, maybe on some future bets? Throw down a little, a couple dollars here or there. Yeah, go ahead and look at Colin Morikawa. He's been absolutely electric ball striking. He strikes it off the tee. The only question with him is his putter, but he can get hot with that when he wants to. Top fives in every single major championship start. He is built for major championships. Keep an eye on Colin Morikawa. I would throw some cash on him. Cam, thank you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Thank you, man. Take care.